0: That's why you should always check the pawn shops. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more. In class in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. I uh, I, I bought some things at a pawn shop this past Ooh, week. They tell were... me about them. So I got a 2019 uh, iPad. Sweet. Because we had that live band karaoke thing, and I realized that if I gave uh, our drummer one to play tracks to. I needed one to mix everything and run my charts off of. Indeed. They had one for two hundred and fifty bucks, so I got it. And it came. It got. I got an Apple Pencil, and now I've been messing around with that. That's a lot of fun. Cool. And then when I went back to go get the Apple Pencil because I didn't realize that they were together, I found this Keith McMillan keyboard USB little keyboard guy. Uh-huh. It is a whole bunch of fun, and I got a stupid deal on it. Uh, this is you know. Most of the time when you go to a pawn shop, you don't necessarily have there they're not deals to be had. Uh this is one of those they didn't know what they had scenarios, and uh, I got it for a steal of a deal because they retail for a hundred and I got it for thirty-five. Sweet. And if I want to get rid of it, I could do so for, you know, eighty to a hundred bucks. That's good. So that's good. Do you know that um, is worth it?
1: My um uh so two things about my my uh gear setup. One is that I as as I shared on the podcast a few weeks ago, my Acoustasonic Telly crapped out hard in the middle of a gig yeah. a few weeks ago. Um, and it's back. I used it on, uh, at a gig last week and it did fine. And, and it turns out it was a battery that had died. Um, and my tech here in town is a Fender certified, whatever, and handled it. Like <laughs> he handed it back to me and I said, what do I, oh you?" Yeah. He said, no, 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 Fender handle it. Sweet. So that's good. Um, yeah, and then it worked at the next show, despite the fact that I also had my Seagull acoustic in the car as a backup, um, and probably will for the next <laughs> two or three gigs. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 a good thing. The other thing that I took to him was the guitar that I bought when I was fifteen a years old. A wee
0: lad, yeah,
1: right, in a yep. pawn shop in Salt Lake City for sixty bucks. It's uh, on the headstock. The name is. Tanaka, mm-hmm. do you know anything about Tanaka guitars? No, no. because
0: there it doesn't.
1: It's not a thing. It's Not a thing. No, it doesn't exist. Yeah, no, there. I aren't. mean,
0: they exist. I mean, you have one, so it does. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but that's know. the
1: only evidence in the world there, that there it, is such a thing as Tanaka guitars. Well, I yeah. walked in there last night to pick up my my the Fender, and um, he had my Tanaka on a on a stand, all stripped down with the pick guard off and the the, the Pickups taken off of it, and all the mm-hmm. electronics off, and like ready to turn it into something. the The, the plan is that we're going to hot rod that thing, and he's going to put Seymour Duncan's on it. That's his main main plan. Um, yeah, and it's going to be the layout that I like, which is a humbucker at the at the bridge and and two single coils, um, maybe with a splitter on the humbucker. We'll see. Um, yeah, but he's going to do something to it that's going to be great, and it's going to play well. And, th- and this is the guitar that I bought when I was as I said, 15 years old and kind of built my hands around no other guitar quite feels like this guitar. Um, so it's going to be great to be able to gig it and have it sound good and actually play reliably and look good under the lights. It's a very cool sort of metal flake red finish Yeah, that looks killer under the lights. And so uh, I'm very excited to take it back out and have it be gig worthy again. So that's, nice. that's coming soon.
0: I uh I think I'm selling my Helix uh to our guitar player.
1: Really? Because wow. he
0: needs well, he needs one and I don't. Ah. And you know, looking at the pricing that they're going for on reverb, it's literally around the price that I bought it yeah. for. Yeah. So it seems like the right move. That's great. Um so you know, I got that kind of on deck and it I'm I'm looking at new guitars I have no reason for a new guitar but I'm looking at them because that's what I do yes um yeah I know there's a lot of guys who uh at least in this group that are fans of that uh Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right uh but they just released like an offset uh series with uh with like these like vaporwave like graphics on it and I was like I have no need for this but that's pretty cool maybe i'll get one of those that works right That's how they get you but in the meantime i've been using the the explorer uh nonstop for uh gigs it looks ridiculous it doesn't fit in any of the gigs i'm doing i'm using it anyway no but
1: i'll it. tell you i've i've seen the pictures of those gigs it looks amazing
0: yeah no it it it's a gnarly guitar yeah um, but i'm i'm currently um so this week we're supposed to do we were supposed to play on saturday um at this new venue. It's the place we did the live band karaoke. Yeah. Where we were supposed to be doing a full band gig there, right. um, which was a very, uh, I mean, a, for a club date, it's, it's on the high end as far as our fees go. Um, and it became, I became aware of the fact that they're doing a large municipal event on that block. Like they're literally shutting the streets off where the venue is. Mm. And they're holding a big outdoor event at the exact same time on the night that we're playing. And I was like that, is probably going to hurt our attendance. Surely. And so I uh I mentioned something in the Slack channel uh about what I should do and the general consensus was you should probably let you should probably say something. Yeah. So I did and they have still not got, not gotten back to me which uh okay. I'm a little uh I'm a, well I yeah I'm annoyed by it because I could be making plans for the weekend um otherwise uh, and then also I got a, uh, a church invite, which would mean that if we ended up playing the show is that we will play until midnight and then I would have to make a 7 a.m. call time. Um, but because they haven't been, they've been kind of cagey about confirming or denying the date, uh, I haven't confirmed either. And so now I'm kind of stuck with mm. probably both if they, <laughs> if they both happen. Yeah. So, uh, that's what I've got going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm either playing, uh, twice or none. <laughs>
1: I mean, Indeed. that's the life, right? It is. Here we are. Indeed. Yeah. I, I still think it's the right thing. You know, you, you, you raise the question on the Slack, like there's a chance that this will be a disaster show. And should yeah. we say something about that given we have some view of it beforehand? And I, I think the answer to that is, yeah, yeah I think, yeah. I think you have to raise it. Then, you know, if this place still wants to pay you to play there when there is that risk of the audience being completely sucked away by something else like well uh, once you've raised that the 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 risk of it with them uh, that's on them you know yeah so i think you've done the right thing
0: yeah it's it's i i don't like this being put in that situation For sure. and i also like it was a weird like i was like i don't have a solution to this problem other than like not playing it yeah which is you know not good but on the same note it's like it's out of my hands. I can't, I can't fix that situation. Right. I can't make that event not happen. And I can't make people show up to a thing when there's other stuff going on.
1: And it would be their call anyway. So. Yeah. And and if it's the right call to make, then they, they should be the ones to do it.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of fun. Um, and I, this entire, I feel like this episode is going to be a, uh, an exercise in fun conversations. I think that's that's what we're going to be talking about. Maybe so. So yeah. Um, those are all the things that I've been working on. Uh, I, I, for anybody, anybody who follows me on my personal social media, uh, I had a snake situation <laughs> in my office. <laughs> that was to fun. Tell that story. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it was yesterday. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was Wednesday. I, um, I have the, so the podcast dungeon is now the podcast palace. Uh, the basement has been fully built out. Uh, it's very, very nice, very cozy down here. And, um, I will say that Wednesday was probably the last warm day that we had he- down here um because as of like this like this morning it was like 50 degrees and then tomorrow it's going to be down in the 40s. Yeah. And I'm I'm in my hoodie I am like so here for it. But anyway, um I came downstairs to work cuz I'm also working from home cuz why wouldn't I my state my my office setup is awesome. Uh, and I'm sitting here at my desk and I'm typing away, just answering emails and doing all of that stuff. And I look slightly to my left and I have, uh, I have the lights that are, are used for the live stream. And then I have like a desk lamp. And when I turn to my left, there is a seven to eight inch snake wrapped around my lamp, looking right at me. <laughs> I would like to note that I do not own a snake. Yeah. This is not, this is not like a domesticated, it's not like,
1: like your snake.
0: Yeah, this isn't like, you know, Steven, my pet snake, who just like <laughs> is, is my office buddy. Yeah, uh, This was an uninvited guest. Yeah. And he, you know, had the audacity to just like roll up and just like hang out. And I was like, so my initial response is out loud to an empty house. I exclaimed, oh my God. Yeah. Because that's not supposed to be there. No. Um, now I'm not a squeamish person. I'm not an anti-snake person. I know a lot of people are. Uh so I didn't panic but I definitely reached out to like a couple of my friends who were like snake people and was like uh what kind of snake is this and they didn't respond so I'm googling and I found a similar uh, picture which made it look like it was either a water or a rat snake it was you know a, an innocuous yeah guy not somebody's going to uh, hurt you too bad right so I um I'm trying to figure out how to get this snake out of here and I go to fi- find something to you know usher it away And I come back to my desk and it's gone. (laughs) I, again, Uh, not, not, not the best feeling, but I, I find him. He's actually working his way down the power cord. for The deal. He's he's got places to go.
1: What are you? You're like
0: in his way. He's got a
1: social calendar, this guy.
0: Right. So I am trying to, you know, gingerly relocate the snake. The snake is like, I don't think So. So. We uh we come to blows like reared he reared up on you like like Oh no he 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 bit me for sure wow. but again you know he's he's this long yeah. um so i get him on like a little piece of cardboard kind of usher him out and i put him across the street <laughs> we have two red tail hawks in the neighborhood like that hang out right by my house so i basically like just was like natural selection you bro turned him over. I kind of did I get it um and now it's now it's cold so you know Maybe he found his way back. Maybe he got eaten. Yeah. All I know is that he was not here this morning when I came back. Yeah. To yeah. On a
1: certain level, that's not your problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that was that was fun. That was the easily the most exciting uh, Wednesday morning I've had in in recent memory. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, other than that, we've been dealing. It felt like it, it's been a, a week of weirdness. You know. <laughs> Last week's episode didn't show up yeah. for most of our listeners. Yeah. Um, our host was having a bit of a uh, bit of an issue. And I think as of maybe yesterday, last week's episode was available on all of the platforms it's supposed to be on, but it's still not completely fixed for everybody. Yeah. So um, Dan and I were t- trying to figure out, you know, the best way to handle that situation. And a- then we got, it's
1: a bummer because was a great episode. We had, you know,
0: we had now Mike famous podcaster, on? Mike Schulte. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't listen to, uh, Mike's podcast, he's got a, a pop culture, uh, movie podcast called confused breakfast. And, uh, Bert Kreischer, the, uh, the up comedian, uh, mentioned them. He found them on TikTok and mentioned them on, uh, his podcast. And now they are, uh, they're exploding they straight uh, more than they. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, but we had a great conversation about how to handle uh, negative comments and just negativity in general. Uh, it was such a good conversation that I boiled it down and did a video that will be released uh, tomorrow on our YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, I feel pretty good about it. It's It feels like the longest like dialogue-based video that I've done by myself, um, which was it had its unique challenges, but I feel like I was able to, you know, thread the needle and get all the right information in I think it was really
1: good. Somewhat cohesive I think way. it was really good. I think it boiled down our conversation really well. And I think you you turned it into a a, a presentation really well. I, I was very happy with it.
0: So, yeah, that's that'll be something that will be out tomorrow. And, um, yeah, hopefully people will get to listen to this when it, they're supposed to.
1: Here's hoping. If not, we'll be shopping for a new podcast host.
0: I really don't want to have to do either. Anywho, let's get into the meat of the conversation. Here we go. I'm going to have. Um so this uh this whole thing started over in the um the Patreon exclusive Slack channel uh for those of you who are not familiar with that uh, at the $5 monthly level uh you get invited to our uh, our exclusive Slack and it's basically just a subset of the listener base here that really want to you know get you know get get some good information kind of move on and uh move up a bit uh a bit faster you know it's you know we're looking at about a dozen a dozen guys who are, uh, very, you know, bought into this whole, uh, community. And
1: it's super cool. Cause like a, a number of them have really great questions and then a yep. number of them have really great answers to those questions. And then a couple of days later, like there's a question from one who had an answer before and now it's other guys having answers to it. It's just, it's really, really cool. It's really cool. I, I, those of you who are, I don't know anyone who's on the fence about being a patron and considering joining that Slack, you just you really should because there's really great conversations happening on it. All
0: right. Well, while we're talking about that, I'm going to go ahead and sweeten that deal because go. I am. We've I've already done this for uh, the guys who were already in in the Slack deal, but I wanted to go ahead and throw that out there. We've had a lot of requests about contracts and what should be in your contract and what stipulations should there be for power and weather and all of that kind of stuff, I have posted members only's blank contract in that Slack channel. Mm. If you are curious remotely about what that what a contract should look like, I think signing up for the $5 Patreon tier just to get access to that is well worth it. Um, at some point, I may just put it on like a thing where like you can just pay five bucks and yeah. it gets sent to you. Um, haven't quite figured out how to do that yet. But if that's something that you are uh, wanting to do if you're looking to kind of step into the private party, you know, private event world, uh, a, a rock solid contract is a must. So if that's something you want to look at, for five bucks, uh, you could you could spend your money uh, much worsely, a whole lot
1: cheaper than the lawyer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, so this question kind of came through that, and um, I had a uh, a personal band situation pop up uh, this week that kind of ties into it, but this is really about personnel and this is this is more of a uh, a conversation for for band leaders and um just kind of in general what uh what does it take for running running a band and, and that kind of thing so this is from adam moskwitz who you guys know as the very creative uh character behind the uh the bumper as yeah. of recent uh but this was his question and uh th- we'll kind of dig into it from there so i work with a few different bass players uh, one guy plays mostly the right notes but on stage puts off a vibe that he'd prefer to be somewhere else. Doesn't try to connect with the crowd or bandmates, just sort of looks down or away and plays. Uh, when I review videos of the band with him in the lineup, I'm struggling with the visual aspect of his performance. Uh, he often turns his back to the audience. Uh, I like to play the right notes, but, you know, I also want to be visually stimulating. We are entertainers and my favorite musicians entertain. Uh, I've tried talking to him via phone to give constructive criticism and he got defensive about it. Says he'll take feedback on note choices. Uh, in parentheses, he tends to overplay, but not his demeanor on stage as he's in Air Bunnies, not an actor, uh, struggling with if there's potential there to coach or if I should just move on, find somebody that's a better fit. So the basically the question is, when is it time to let somebody go? Or, you know, when is it time to fire somebody from from their position in a band?
1: Yeah. So let somebody go is obviously the the extreme end of dealing with that issue. Yeah. The question really is like, if somebody's, I think we're all agreed here that this thing we're engaged in called cover band shows is not just about performing the music; it's about putting on a show, right?
0: Yes, we are in the entertainment industry.
1: Yeah. So if somebody's not going to participate in that, um, how much will you tolerate before, you know, pulling the plug on their participation with you? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know. Uh, Last year, I saw um, Fleetwood Mac, their latest tour. Yep. And um, John McPhee stands in the back with his bass and holds down the whole show. Like, the whole show rests on that dude's shoulders, and you wouldn't notice him. At some point, um, he got pointed out. They were calling out, who's on the stage? And like, oh, there's Stevie Nicks, and there's whatever. Oh, John McPhee, like, right there. Until then, like, people who didn't know what that band was composed of wouldn't have recognized him as an important component of it. But those of us who did, like, that's the guy holding down the whole show. Yeah. Um, looking at his feet the whole time. Not putting on a show at all. Yeah. So, I think that there is a, <laughs> and maybe it's just a bassist thing. Maybe I got room for bassists, yeah, yeah, yeah. more Maybe. than anyone else. Um, but there is a question I think of, like if somebody's not going to be part of the presentation part of it, and they're on bass and they're holding down the show, is that all right? Um, yeah. If not, that's a question. That's a question you got to deal with. But but I think I think yeah. bassists I have room for more than probably anyone else.
0: Yeah. So the, the initial conversation around it, when is it time to let somebody go? You know, my reply to that was, I don't think that that is really the right way to approach it. I think, um, those kinds of issues or disagreements or whatever would, um, move somebody from a first call position, Mm. but not necessarily like to me for somebody to like not be called for a gig at all, has more to do with social and like business dynamics. Hmm. Like something like a line was crossed, and it becomes you know unavoidable that like we can no longer work together. That would be the only scenario where I would be in a situ- where I would feel comfortable going. Uh, we're we're just we're we're done. This relationship is over. We are moving on without you. You know, and you know just that's that and what sort of things has cross that line i you know i thinking about that it would have to be it would have to be something pretty pretty outrageous mm-hmm. you know um it would have to be a, a callous you know carelessness um maybe doing something a, at an event that you know could have cost you the gig itself or uh reflected poorly on the band or the brand and you know or there was like some sort of like police involvement or whatever, like let's say, yeah, your, your guitar player had too much to drink and I uh, was hitting on the wife of one of the guests and you know, it resorted to fisticuffs yeah. or some sort of uh, verbal disagreement. That would probably, that would, that would be a line crossed.
1: Well, listen, the one person that I have straight fired from a band, yeah. the only, the only time I've ever really done that was a bassist actually. Um, and it was after a show where he played seventy percent wrong notes hmm something like he he just and we had rehearsed we were ready it was our second show with him um and the first one was fine but he was he was a mess at this show and i, I, I and yeah. I never understood why he never really gave me an explanation um there were a bunch of songs that I like. I couldn't I couldn't do the third verse in the chorus. Like I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I cut him short because yeah. he was such a disaster in them. Right. Um it was a good guy. Like I he was a friend. Uh, I liked him, but but his performance was in, at this one particular show. And it was literally the second show of this of this particular project. Um, yeah. It was so bad, like I couldn't, I couldn't go on. I couldn't, I couldn't not address it. And and yeah. when I addressed it with him, his answer was like, "Yeah, well, I messed up. So if you need to let go of me, I get it."
0: Again, that is that is a person telling you who they are <laughs> through. <laughs> yeah, this is the whole this is the whole drummer situation that you've been dealing with yeah, this entire time.
1: I messed up, so sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, look, okay, sorry. So yeah, we'll find somebody else. Yeah. And, and there's there are so many ways to recover from that. I I am I am way probably too generous in those moments of like I got all kinds of room for you to be like, look, here's what I was dealing with. I had one too many beers, like it won't happen again. Like I got room right. for that. Tell me yeah. that. Right? Yeah. Um I'll work with but you. He had,
0: yeah, he had nothing though. He had nothing. He it just, was like, yeah, I screwed yeah. up, sorry. Nah.
1: Okay. No, no, it wasn't even, yeah. sorry, sorry. I screwed up. If you want to move on, I get it.
0: Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's the, I don't care enough about this project to put the effort in. Yeah. And I don't even have a good excuse yeah. for why it went the way it went. Yeah. That's that. And I'm
1: not even going to tell you, like, yeah, I was stoned out of my fucking gourd. I'm not going to, like, lie to you about that. I was. Yeah. And that won't happen yeah. again. That'd be right. a conversation I could have. Sure. Uh, but that wasn't the conversation we had. And so he stopped playing with us.
0: Yeah. So, you know, talking about, um, Adam's situation, the, the, the real kind of crux of the problem for me is the, uh, I'll take feedback on my note choices, but not on my onstage demeanor. Yeah. Like that is a, that's a huge problem. Yeah. Um, you know, if you are in my band and you, can't take notes on your performance then like we are at an impasse yeah
1: and, and if if as the band leader stage demeanor is part of what i'm asking for from you mm-hmm. then you got to take notes on that
0: yeah yeah so you know if somebody came back to me and said i'm not an actor i was like well guess what you're not a bass player either <laughs> see you later
1: yeah. yeah you know yeah find a band where that works because it doesn't work yeah. in this one
0: yeah i mean i've every single musician in, in our circle kind of brings a certain something. Mm -hmm. Um, And our main guy who moved away and now has moved back and has played with us, you know, somewhat regularly uh, brings a lot of energy Mm. to the stage. So that is a part of his contribution. Um, Our music director who has been playing the gigs that he hasn't been able to, to, uh, to play uh, brings a massive technical background and is still engaging, just not at the level that the other guy is. So, there's there's a trade-off but I'm willing to accept that trade-off because I'm getting a lot of other things in exchange yeah. so um, it, it's tough but again it it's got more to do with the receptiveness and the attitude you know if you want to be a part of the if you want to be a part of a project you will show me by your actions or your receptiveness or you know other other you know context clues yes so yeah I in in that particular instance if uh if that were my band and I had that conversation with that bass player my he would be knocked down a couple of slots mm. in the in the call list yeah would I not call him anymore that that really depends yeah but uh he would you know he would definitely not be first call yeah
1: yeah I, For sure. I, I, the other thing is I would say generally speaking like Fencing off what I will take feedback about and what I won't yep, is, uh, um, it's it, it's a, it's an aggressive move. Yeah. Um, I'll take feedback about anything. Now, whether I'll onboard that feedback and work on it and turn that into something that shows up in my performance, that's a whole other question. But like to say, I'm not going to listen to what you have to say about this particular part of my performance. Like that's yeah. just... That's not professional.
0: Yeah. And, you know, kind of what you were touching on, like, that's you making a decision that, like, I'm going to show you how I feel about this based on my actions yeah. again. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's definitely a tough thing. And, you know, I I think the important part as a band leader is that he had the conversation. He was willing to go, hey, this is a problem and I we need to address this. And it's important to you know to see how they react to that kind of thing, yeah, and unfortunately, as band leaders, that is just it's a part of it's a part of the gig yep you just you're gonna have to do it yep um in my world, I had to have that i had to you know swallow that pill literally this morning <laughs> um in in our world, we have brought in another guitar player who um kind of fell out of you know fell out of thin air and has been a um you know an enthusiastic uh participant he really wants to be a part of the project and has you know texting me about ideas of things he wants to do and all of these things and in overall it, it's been a very positive interaction you know moving moving on um you know my hope is is that by this time next month he's fully integrated he's got all of our songs under yeah. his belt and we're yeah. you know we're we're good to go um but i've one thing that i noticed after we you know kind of became friends on social media and he started working with us is that he was kind of posting uh kind of let's say controversial hot takes or whatever that were political in nature mm. but he was posting them on his like uh on on instagram stories so it was basically like i'm posting this and then in 24 hours it disappears and that's yeah. that yeah um And it was, at first I was like, okay, not that big of a deal. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily, you know, problematic, but it continued to happen and it continued to happen. Um, and then this morning, uh, it, he, something was posted and, um, I saw it. And then I, when I went to his, uh, his Instagram profile, he had the band's name. And the agency name in his Instagram bio. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is where it becomes a problem. Yes. Um, you know, we've talked about social media and branding so much on this podcast up to this point. Uh, our general consensus is that if you are in the business of being a musician that can be hired by people in make money, um, you should probably keep your uh, politics. Uh, to a minimum, uh, if not completely off of your social media altogether, because it can cause problems. Yeah. So this was this was the situation that I was in, was that if he posts that content and somebody sees that content and they click on his bio and they see the main thing under his bio is my band and my agency, then he is a representative of that brand. And I don't believe that is a good representation of that brand. Correct. <sighs> so. And, and to be I clear, had, that's
1: true. No matter what his political leaning is.
0: 100%. Yeah. Um. So I had, I, I, I made a phone call mm. and I definitely did the sandwich. Good. You know, to, yes. So, uh, you know, I called him just to catch up and that kind of thing and um, didn't necessarily drop into it right away and didn't, you know, put any sort of uh, aggression or emotion behind uh, what I had to say. But I was like, listen, uh, noticing that you're posting stuff on your Instagram stories. You know, politics is something that we're not really interested in being involved with as a band or a brand, and you have our stuff in your bio. Uh, so I would suggest you do one of the, one of two things. Uh, you can stop posting the stuff and and we're good, or you can continue posting what you want and you take our branding and your our accounts out, out of your bio. And uh, he immediately responded with, I knew that's what this call was about. Mm. So I think he was aware that what he had posted maybe had crossed a line. Yeah. Um, And uh, he said, I'll think about how I want to uh, respond to this. Uh, I appreciate you, you know, reaching out and letting me know immediately. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's good that you take these kinds of things seriously. It's kind of refreshing to be honest. And, You know, the next thing I checked, that post was gone. So I think he, you know, in that moment, he decided that, well, you know, my opinion on whatever this is, uh, is not worth losing, you know, potential feature work. So, um, and uh, as a, as a non-confrontational person and as a person who is super like anxious about i I don't even want to like call a doctor's yeah. office to book an appointment yeah that was like a it was like a big call for me yeah. um and it went <laughs> as good as it possibly could you know i i had to i had to i had to toe the line because it was it was going to be a problem yeah um and it was it was polarizing to the point that it could uh negatively uh reflect on uh, potential clients, yes. existing clients yes. and and honestly, you know, some of the musicians in our circle. So I just wasn't I wasn't able to just let it slide right. anymore. So. That's great. That's great. <laughs> it didn't feel great, but it went well. It was yeah, fine. No, I'm, the I'm, result I'm glad is I did it. Very every time that I've had to have a a tough conversation like that, it it normally goes okay. Yeah. You know, if you as a band leader can um approach a s- you know, a, a hard conversation, um, without getting emotional about it and just kind of like state the facts and kind of like say how things go. And it, this is the way that it is. Um, most people won't fault you for it, Yeah. which again, talk, going back to, uh, Adam Moskowitz's situation, you know, that person did not take that well Mm. and was defensive about those kinds of things. And, you know, in my situation, if, you know, they had pushed back I would have been like okay well then you know this this is probably not the right fit then because it's just yeah you have to be you have to be willing to you know to stand up for you know the thing that you've built yeah so yeah tough stuff man
1: yeah well you know sometimes being the grown-up is a hard
0: thing so I I remember uh, before I started really getting into all of this stuff and kind of, you know, doing my own thing. I remember um, two friends of mine from when I worked at Apple uh, left and and started a uh, a consulting firm uh, in technology. And, you know, they were still working for Apple when they kind of like kicked this whole thing off. And I remember running into uh, one of them after they had just recently left. And he's like, man, the worst part about being your own boss is the being your own boss part. Yeah. And I didn't get that immediately, but now I do. Yeah. So Yeah. Good stuff. You got anything, uh anything to add? Any parting thoughts?
1: No, no, I think we covered it. I think I think um, you know, being the grown up in the room is um a blessing and a curse uh, almost every time. And uh yep. um I don't know, it resonates 'cause I'm I'm dealing with that in my work life right now. Um, yeah. uh, so yeah, you know, and, in and, and, and <laughs> we chose this, we chose to be band yep. people and band lead people. Um, and it comes with a certain, um, demand for our maturity. Yep. That, uh, we'll either rise to that occasion or we won't, uh, that's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not my favorite part of the whole situation, but if you want, if you want to succeed, you've, you've got to, you know, you've got to be willing to, uh, to put the work in and and do the hard stuff. That's right.
1: That's right. That's right. And deal with yourself enough to just make that phone call. Yep. Yep. Every time.
0: Very cool. Um, speaking of very cool, I, I saw an announcement today that, um, Jimmy Fallon is executive producing a show on E called, uh, I think it's called battle of the cover bands. How about that? Um, it's not really a cover band show though. It's more of a tribute band show. Mm. Um, the, the premise of it being that they're going to have two, uh, cover bands compete every week, uh, for $10,000. And then they're it's basically like a tournament style deal. And at the end of the season, uh, one band will win 25 grand and get to perform on, uh, fallon's show. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh the other thing that's cool about that is that I looked at the lineup and I know some of those guys. Sweet. Um so one of them uh one of the acts is Slippery When Wet, which is a Bon Jovi tribute that's been around for a very long time. Uh I've worked with them. I have uh opened for them. Uh, I have been in business with their singer uh in varying degrees. Uh so that's, you know, that it's 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 a good thing. It's raising awareness of this whole deal. Um, and I was like, well, why didn't they reach out to us about being involved with the show? And then like the, you know, the judges are like Megan trainer and, uh, you know, actual like real artists and stuff. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe I'll just DM Jimmy Fallon and be like, Hey, season hey, two, yeah, we're your guys. Bring it. But again, yeah, it's mostly tributes and stuff, but either way, cool thing. Uh, something that you can, uh, talk to your, uh, talk to your people about, uh, moving forward and you know, maybe we'll do some casting and stuff and we'll see more of our listener base on the show.
1: That'd be good. I recently found out that somebody who, um, I, uh, uh, uh somebody in my industry, somebody who's kind of a cohort of mine at another company, um, yep. fronts a U two tribute. Yep. He's Bono in a U two tribute. Nice. Um, which tells me a lot about his vocal chops. Yeah? You know, I've never, I haven't heard any videos of, of them actually playing, but I- What's um, the name of the group?
0: <sighs> if I
1: were a good podcaster, I'd be prepared to tell you that. I'm not.
0: Well, the reason why I ask is that there's a YouTube tribute that's on that show. Oh, what are they called? Uh, I'm looking it up right All now. All right, because you're a good podcaster. I am. I hadn't thought about it until just now. Uh, sorry, it's called Clash of the Cover Bands. Uh-huh. Uh, is the name of the All show? Right. That's it's uh, a good name. Oh, it's it, Megan Trainer and Adam Lambert are are the judges. I mean, you go wrong. You you, you could do you could do a lot worse. Um, you you
1: zoo I mean, is the name of the band that he's with.
0: Super <laughs> Wet Bon Jovi tribute, Britney Spears tribute, Poison tribute. That's.
1: Wait, Celine Dion tribute you're saying the names of groups that are on the show
0: yes these are all the acts holy, holy. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne tribute uh unforgettable fire is the uh YouTube tribute yeah doing, I believe the one doing that the show
1: my my uh the guy that I know is on it's called you zoo yeah.
0: yeah but yeah there's a dolly like a lot of one of the another one is blank 182 which I'm pretty sure have played in this area hmm. um yeah, a lot of them is like individual artists like Aretha Franklin and you know Carrie Underwood and yeah, all the other like big solo acts that are, you know, for them, they can go out and they can do like a they could do a Vegas show and you know make it make six figures, you know, stand standing still. So sure. uh but it's still clash the cover bands. It's we're 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 breaking out, we're we're yeah. going places. Yeah, it's official. Anywho. Uh, That is all that I've got uh, for this week. Hopefully, um, next week goes a little bit smoother. Maybe I play a show, maybe I don't. Uh, We'll just have to see. Yeah. Uh, Folks, thanks so much for tuning in once again. Uh, If you would like to support us, the easiest thing for you to do is to share us with your friends and your bandmates. Um, Easiest way to do that would be to just take a little uh, screenshot of the podcast in the app while you're listening to it tag us tag me tag dan tag the show uh or you can do any of the stuff that our friend adam oskowitz uh from the van band will tell you about just now otherwise i will call it for this week from atlanta georgia i'm adam johnson from Greensboro, north carolina i'm dan ray you've been listening to the current confidential podcast for the week of september 24th
2: 2021
0: have an awesome week And
2: that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAN. That's vam band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at vamban.com. We started in 2019. We played funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown, and southeast florida i play guitar and backup vocals at adam moskowitz music on ig also follow the cbc host on ig that's at adam patrick johnson and at dan ray musician or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods i'm gonna go ahead and call it for adam moskowitz in boca raton florida that was your outro bumper on cover band confidential always be performing <laughs>